Broadcasting from somewhere in the world, Zero Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Zero Podcasts. Yay! I'm your host, Chandler. Do I have to say my name? Yeah, this is a new episode. This is a new week. No, but still, it's better that they don't know. This For is me, my host, is. Daniel. I'm the host. Okay. <laughs> Chandler and Daniel. Zero Podcasts. Are you ready? I am ready. Get set. Go! I just spazzed out in front of Daniel and he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah, I thought we were going <laughs> to... right, so um, welcome back to another week of Zero Podcast. We miss you guys a lot. Um, I miss you guys a lot. I'm not sure about Daniel. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but uh, this week, uh, there's a topic that came up that I wanted to talk about, but... Last night I had a dream. Martha, Martin Luther Kim. I heard that from a different podcast. But uh, <clears throat> I, uh, this was the first time I ever like cracked up in a dream. What? Have you ever cracked up in a dream? Like started laughing out loud inside your dream? Mm, now that I think about like it. Something was funny and you're laughing. Yeah, I might have. But I can't remember what that dream was right? about. This is the first time I vividly remember someone cracking a joke in the dream, and I'm, like, cracking up. I might have even been, like, sleep laughing. I've only seen this once with my um, freshman year roommate in college, and, like, you know, you're up late, you're, you're like, typing on your essay, you're doing all, all, your, all, your, all your stupid freshman procrastination, and this guy's sleeping, and all of a sudden he goes... <laughs> 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 it was what it was the scariest thing and then when i realized that he was <laughs> he was sleep laughing <laughs> i couldn't help but start cracking up but it wasn't scary because like some of the lights were on and my computer screen was on and I was writing something. He had just recently fallen asleep, and we had the TV on and stuff, and like people walking around in the hallways. It wasn't like four in the morning. But <laughs> I was like, I have never seen that happen in my life. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, Dane, what my freshman year college roommate, I was like, you are one of the happiest people I might have, I might know. <laughs> I've never seen that. I don't know if Asian people ever laugh in their dreams. They just scream. <laughs> what was he? He was Asian. No, he was a six foot. Like three white guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in my dream, what was weird was that I woke up and I was like, I was trying to play back why it was so funny, but it was, uh, so to, to, to lay the scene, this honestly speaking, if you fast forward this, it's, it's fine. I'm going to try to lay the scene for a dream and it doesn't make sense because it's a dream. But um, me and some of my college buddies, um, Amos, David, uh, David and Amos Choi, uh, Song, who won't probably listen to this, and I think Tay, and actually Dina was there too. We were on a transfer trip, like college exchange program to England. And what happened, what happened was in my dream, I always wake up on the last day of school where you have all your finals. And I'm like, in my dream, I had, for some reason, skipped all of my classes, every single one of them, from the first day to the last day. I don't know what the heck is going on. I just remember I have to check online to see what my classes are, and I have to go in and somehow, like, make 
make up something on the final exam so I at least get some points in hopes to pass, right? So I'm stressing the whole time. Like, I don't even know where these classes are because I've never been to them. <laughs> so I'm running around in England and it's raining. And one of the extracurricular activities that I have been doing is that we have to take part in construction to help build up the school. Like we, we dig holes and we put lay bricks and we do like la manual labor. And like through the midst of this, blah, 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 it's happening. And then I, I try to find a class and I end up missing it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I already failed one. And every time I fail one, I feel like the weight of Asian, what is it called? No. Nah. <clears throat> like I failed. The weight of Asian failure, let's just say, just keeps piling on my shoulders in my dream. And more and more, I get more stressed to the point where I'm going to break. And then I say, screw it, <laughs> which usually happens. But um, something happens and then we're, we're in the rain and then we're like, OK, we, we got to get our, to our extracurricular where we're like constructing things. And I get there. When it's pouring rain, I'm, I walk outside and we start like moving things. For some reason, I remember a movie theater. I don't remember why there's a movie theater involved, but before I went to this extracurricular thing, I went to a movie theater to watch a movie that had already started and we didn't finish it. We just left. I don't remember why, but we all went and we started moving things. And I vividly remember watching Amos pick up his shovel and start like moving stuff. And Amos is a six two, six foot two, like he's tall, big Asian Korean guy. And we're like moving things. We're, for some reason, it all clicked at that moment when we were there that these people are taking advantage of us, that this isn't an exchange trip. And then Amos was like, freak, I paid like $1,000 to come here and all they did was make me work. <laughs> and he said it in a way that I paid to come to do manual labor is basically what, what triggered in my head. And then I, it just... He said it in a way that he was like there. Was, I was very lucid in that dream, I guess. And I, I just started cracking up in my dream. That I was like, we just, we just all realized that we paid thousands of dollars to come to England to build and construct. And we were buying this stupid scam. And I woke up or something. Or I fell back into stage whatever dream. I don't know why that was so funny, but in my dream, I was cracking up. Did you laugh hard enough to wake up or did you just fall back I, to sleep? I might have wake, woken up for a split second because I went, <laughs> but I went immediately back to sleep. <laughs> I, I kind of remember something like that. Hmm. How, do you remember sleeping and waking up? Hmm. Or, or, or like laughing? No. However, I do remember um, when I was little, I shared a room with my brother and we slept in bunk beds and one night i woke up in the middle of the night because he was actually talking in his sleep and in I his a lot. his dream or he, he talks a lot when he sleeps but that particular night he kept on saying my name daniel daniel <laughs> and so i woke up I'm like what no what what and i said what and then like this long pregnant pause and then he says daniel again i'm like but he's like says it more firmly as if like he really wants to like get my attention. So I literally get up out of bed. I'm so angry at him. I look up at bed. I crawl. I, it's so dark. I have to crawl up into the top bunk where he's at and stare at him and say, what? And he's still sleeping and he's so fast asleep. He's like, no, no. Uh, uh. And then he's like, he's like having this conversation with somebody. You can hear him like put words together saying, no, no, that's not right. Or something like that. And then I, 
I, I scream at him and finally I hit him and then he wakes up and he starts crying saying Daniel why did you wake me up I'm so tired and I was so angry at him I said why did you wake me up I'm so tired I walked I came up here <laughs> to come and see you and my head hurts because I'm so freaking tired and now I, I, so I was so angry I, I hit him so he can wake up and feel my pain and but he was more angry at me and he's like I wasn't took I didn't I didn't I didn't wake you up <laughs> <laughs> he's crying and he's <laughs> Does he done that to you? Uh no, he's never done that to me. So he's a sound sleeper. You're the one that wakes up. I suppose. <laughs> and my my brother, I'm sorry, my sister and I both have witnessed him talking in his sleep. It's... You know, I I sleep talking in my sleep too and my sister in the other room hears me. Yes, my sister in the other room also hears my brother as well. But um she said uh this was like a few years back when right after college and then I was trying to find a job and I was going through all these interviews and she said in my dream, I, I guess I was having an interview and she said, no, you have to hire me. I am qualified for this job. You have to hire me. <laughs> I can't believe you're not going to hire me or something like along those lines. Like I was in an inter interview, like trying to. Like, persuade the person by saying, you have to hire me. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. I, I just remember I was really stressed during that time because I didn't have a job and I was trying to find a job right mm. after college. It's just that, that time period. And I'm pretty sure I said something like that in my dream. <laughs> Yelling at some, like, interviewer or whatever. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand why you would hire that guy. <laughs> but um, on a side note, uh, so I had a phone phone interview before, and then this guy called me to say that you didn't get the job. Uh -huh. and, and I was like, I said something along the lines that, really, I am so qualified for this job. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was like, I forgot what I said, but I made him really uncomfortable. But I wasn't meaning to say it. But it came out. But just for fun, right? No, it wasn't for fun. You were serious? In, in like, in, let's say, frustration. Oh, wow. You know, when you, when you, something comes out and then you're just like, I can't believe I said it, but you have to run with it because you said it. <laughs> no, I, I guess, I guess, like, I can. Yeah, yeah. So that. in that sense, he's like, oh, wow, wow. It's like, okay, thank you for the opportunity for the phone interview. Uh, thank you for giving me a call back. And he's like, oh, wow. Okay, all right, bye. Bye. And I was like, oh, yeah, bye. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I cannot believe I, I didn't get that job. Like, that was so stupid. Like, it was like working with Excel or something. I don't know. You know, first jobs. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And he asked me a question about an Excel thing, I remember, on the thing. And I didn't, I don't remember what it was. But do you remember if you got the answer right? No, I didn't get it right. Okay. So well, that's probably the reason why. Yeah. But it was a stupid reason for me not getting a job. Oh, it's maybe that's like... That you could have learned. Maybe that's like the most important thing about the job. But you can learn. You, you should measure... Yeah, I sound so stupid. But I think I'm realizing more and more that when you give people quizzes and like, you know, like some sort of assessment test before you get to the job to see if they're able to do the job, you also have to understand how... How difficult is this to learn? No, but I can see on it the from, job. 
Go ahead. I cut you off. No, that's all right. Okay, but I, I, I can see it from the hiring manager's point of view. I can see why it's very important for them to find a candidate who already knew the answer because it's very possible that everybody in that organization already has no clue how to do it either. And so it's like absolutely vital that whoever fills the position already know out the gate how to do it and have experience doing it so that they can teach everybody else in the organization. But I think this is in your position. In the, in the positions that you guys hire, which is way different from the positions that normal world people hire. No, that, I think is, that's reasonable. So okay, normal. fine. Maybe that's the difference between a five, Fortune 500 company versus a, norm, a normal <laughs> company. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. All right, so. And how often do people get um, interview opportunities to Fortune 500 companies? How often? Oh, I, I don't know. They don't ha- happen very often. Okay, I take your word for yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Okay. I win. <laughs> That's all I wanted to prove. I win. It doesn't matter, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so from your experience, that's what it is. But from my experience, what I've seen is that they try to like even the companies that I've I've been a part of, they try to test for like these these stupid networking things as well as like Excel, as well as like you we need like a three like three-dimensional employee, right? Mm. You need to be able to do software, networking, and, I don't know, like, web design. Mm. They they put these questions on it, simple simple questions, just to see if they know it, and then they disqualify people that are smart enough to pick it up, but they just happen to get the question wrong. Okay, yeah. I don't think I've ever applied for any jobs like that, so I have no experience about yeah, that. Yeah, but the companies, some of these companies are... So, I think... When I when I looked at that situation and I analyzed that point, I, I was thinking, how quickly can I teach? Because I'm sure I can teach these people in 30 minutes. All these things, everything that's on here, I can teach in 30 minutes and they'll know, which can get them up and running to do the job that we're going to hire them to do. Now, what I'm looking for is just a smart person that looks like they're going to work hard. And as well as a background track record with their resume on how hard they've worked or what they've accomplished because if i find something that's hard to learn on their resume and this is easy to learn this should be cake compared to what they learned yeah but remember you were only a college a recent college grad there you probably didn't yeah, have that at, much work at experience. that time yeah but when, when i get when i got hired with some of these companies and they were hiring based on these criteria mm-hmm. and i look back on it because i didn't know i thought oh yeah they should know these things before coming on mm-hmm. But it's the wrong way because you might get someone really stupid that just happens to know that information, but they can't go past that. You know what I'm saying? Sort of. I like still- I would, I would if if I was looking to hire someone to figure out this podcasting stuff and just have it done. Let's say that was a job, and there was someone that knew how to do it. The average, like an average person, I would take you over the average person. You know why? Because I know that you can look into it and you can like research into it and make it better. Whereas the average person might know how to do this podcasting stuff, but they don't know how to take it to the next level. Okay. That's very uh, interesting. I can, I, I just find that really, I, the, the only thing I could, would see as a challenge is trying to assess that with a person that you meet for the first time in a job interview. Well, yeah, it's it's hard to assess that, and it's. I think what you can take is um, there's certain flags that you're looking for in that case, and it would be hard in just a 30 minute sit down interview, for yeah. sure, for sure. But there's some things that you can talk about with people to see how fast they catch on to things, 
and how fast they caught on to doing things and how I guess determined they are. I don't know. I hope I've never been in the situation where I hired anybody. So I'll let you know once I hire someone. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, that that's, that's very similar to someone I, or that what you were describing, it's similar to someone I knew back in college who she ha- was very, um, uh, what's the word? Ex- eccentric and, uh, uh, what's, the, uh, extroverted. Extroverted and extroverted is like they like talking to people. Eccentric yeah. is yeah. A so bit she, odd. okay, so Different. she was a little bit both. Okay. I thought she was eccentric, okay. but definitely an extrovert. And so she had the ability to BS her way through anything. She uh, I don't I know. See what you're saying. I don't know if it was because the college professors liked the fact that she was a girl, or if it was because she just had the ability to just BS her way through everything. And I, per, personally, I always saw through the BS, but then everybody she talked to thought she was like the greatest thing. Oh, since. I see where you're going towards. So Yeah. So that's just what you're just trying to say? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I feel bad for the hiring manager, whoever hired her. But there, <laughs> there are fantastic people out there that are able to BS their way through anything. <laughs> and they get paid six figures to BS their way through things. You know that. I know that. We see that. We know people yeah. with the six-figure jobs that are BSing their way through that job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow getting six figures. It boggles my mind. It makes me angry, but it's there. And they're so good at it that that skill that they have is getting them paid. Yeah. And I have to fix their computer. <laughs> and you have to fix their computer. Yes. This is how the way the world works for some odd reason, right? Yeah. And it's freaking ridiculous, freaking crazy. But onwards, that's that's kind of crazy side tangent yeah dreams right dreams so i had the interview dream mm. backtracking i had to think about it while you're talking but yeah i had that dream and i was just never have i cracked up in a dream never have i laughed so hard in a dream never have i laughed i'm always in a nightmare yeah the mo- the dreams that i can remember are usually my nightmares i don't remember a lot of my happy dreams i remember the most uh the most vivid memory my most vivid memory of uh the dream that i had uh was the one i had when i was a little kid uh back then my my father used to be very angry and would yell at my mother a lot and so yell at me and things like that whenever we got in trouble and stuff like that and i would go to bed um to the sound of my voice, uh, the voice of my dad, like yelling, whether he's like arguing with my mom or he's like yelling at somebody on the telephone or something like that, just because in, he was a very angry person. And I remember one night I was sleeping in my room and even though I was asleep, I felt like I was wide awake and I can see my room clearly. I had a little nightlight in my room, so it kind of illuminated a portion of the room, but the rest of the room was pitch black dark. But in that dream, I can hear the, my, the voice of my dad yelling again. He would yell in Korean, and since I didn't understand Korean, I didn't know what he was yelling about. And so all I can just hear and remember was the intensity of his, uh, the anger in his voice as he was yelling. And even though he was yelling what sounded like in the other room, in the living room, far away from the house, it sounded like the voice was getting louder and louder. And then I'm wide awake in deep in my dream and I know I'm asleep because I'm like paralyzed in my bed and 
uh, what I see around me is a little surreal, but it looks just like my room. And, and up in the top right corner of my room, I can see the dark corner where the light of my nightlight just ends and the darkness begins. And I would see the edge of the, of the room seem like it's like shrinking and collapsing closer and closer into me. So like there seems like as if the room is slowly um, shrinking and going to, uh, I guess, uh, bury me alive and as it's slowly um collapsing around me the voice of my dad just gets louder and louder as if it's like it the the, the sound of my the father's voice is causing the room to collapse even faster all around me to the point where i feel like i'm i'm about to like get enveloped by the darkness and i remember my heart was being so fast i think my racing heart was what woke me up in the middle of the night uh and i remember i was like sweating all over profusely like my all my all my clothes was like soaking wet i was like what's going on and my heart was racing and i can and i thought i can still hear the voice of my dad but i don't what i hear is like the sound of the echo of the voice of my dad like ringing in my ear holy crap even though he was already well asleep and i could see in the clock that was like three o'clock in the morning so whatever that dream was it like resounded in my head the whole time yeah in my dream so that is the most vivid memory I had. That is some heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you shared it to the internet. I am. Hey, you I asked am, me for dream, and that's the first one I can remember. I, I don't know if I'm proud of you, but I'm very. I don't know. It's like if we looked up a word for proud, it would be it. <laughs> but it's just weird to use that word. Th- this conversation reminds me of that movie. Um, it's called um, The Dangerous Method. Uh, it recently came out like a couple of years ago. It's rated R, so I don't recommend anybody watching it. But <laughs> but I saw it, uh, and it's uh, basically uh, uh, Sigmund Freud and Carl uh, Carl Jung, uh, the two famous psychiatrists, and they're basically having conversations. And it's the story of them and Keira Knightley because she's like one of their patients and whatnot. It's a bad movie, but in the in the movie they would have conversations about their dreams, and they would analyze each other's dreams. That's kind of creepy. But now that I'm saying, not that I'm saying that we want to analyze our dreams, but what I'm suggesting is that this conversation kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, it's and I wonder like if the rest of the internet now is going to analyze our dreams and tell us what's wrong with us. I don't know. <laughs> they would. Oh, they so my, my thoughts and in dream interpretations is like, there's just too many ways to interpret it. And the way that other people interpret it, they put weird things with weird symbols with like random things. And we don't know what it is to a certain point. But I think in the Bible and stuff, they do talk about like dream analysis and stuff like that. But there's just so many different ways that you can go about it. And I don't really trust any of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a skeptic to a certain degree. So I had a few like nightmare experiences, but I guess the one that, some of the things that I guess on the topic of nightmares, kind of like side tangent, is um, in in Korean they call it um, translate loosely translated. They call it like scissor, and then it's just lock, scissor lock, and like it's sleep paralysis basically. Mm-hmm. So I never knew, I never thought this was real or true. But one time when I was in college. Right after final, I had like pulled an all-nighter. I was tired, and then I was going to sleep. Friday night, everyone had got home, gone home except one of my like other brothers that were living in the house with me. 
he was in the other room and I was in uh, my room and I just, I knocked out and I woke up and my face was on the ground and someone was above me, like with their head or their fist or their elbow or their face, like their foot. And they're like pushing my head into the ground, like digging it into the ground with their heel of their foot or like their elbow. And I was, I remember like trying to get up and I couldn't and it felt like static on the on the front of my face and I tried to get up I couldn't do it and the guy was closing my ears but I can hear like I could hear something him saying like don't get up or like saying some like crazy stuff and it was just it's just weird so I was like what is going on and I tried to move I tried to move and I got tired and I went back to sleep and then I woke up and I was like, oh, what happened? And I resituated myself because I was off my like mattress on the ground. And then I woke up and it happened to me again. And then this time a little bit shorter, but it happened to me. And then somehow I got out of it. Then I went back to sleep and then it happened to me a third time. And the third time I was just angry. I was like, I can't go to sleep now. What the heck? Who, who's doing that? I woke up. I was like, I was mad. I was like, you want to keep doing it? You want to go right now? <laughs> I was like, let's go. Let's go re- reveal yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then afterwards I was like, I can't sleep here. So I took my blanket. I took my stuff. I went to the other room and I was like, hey, wake up. This is happening to me. And it's like, oh, well, just go to sleep. So I knocked out of one of my friend's beds. I went back to sleep. Yeah. It's one of the things that happened to me. That sleep paralysis story is very common. I think every single Korean person I know have experienced that kind of um, uh, uh, sleep paralysis situation. Have you? Yes, I have. And uh, I didn't believe it till it happened to me. Yeah, me too. I thought they were all crazy too. And then it happened to me too. <clears throat> I Coincidentally, it was around college too. Um, usually when I hear the story, it's usually girls that are always like crying their eyes out saying that they were in the middle of uh, the sleep and then they woke up and they remember their eyes are like wide open. Their mind is consciously awake and they are totally aware of everything around there. Um, but what they swear to God they see is that it's like some girl like sitting on their chest and like staring deep into their eyes and scaring the living light life out of them. And, um, but they're, they're paralyzed because I guess their body still is asleep. And so they are just being tormented by the sight of this scary scene of this person. They can't do anything. Right. For me, uh, it, the experience wasn't exactly like that, but very similar. I was just sleeping and it was a Saturday morning and I was so tired because I was staying up last night, like playing video games or something like that. And I, I didn't feel like I had uh, somebody sitting on my chest, but I felt like my body was uh, paralyzed. And then I opened my eyes, and I don't, I don't remember seeing a person in front of me, but I remember seeing what looked like the image of, like I guess, uh, so, something that looked kind of like the shadow of a face in front of me, and it looked like a, like a, a woman too. And usually, the image of the person looks like one of those um, Korean horror stories, uh, Korean horror movies, where yeah, it's that pale white uh, g- girl uh, with the long black hair and the, the scary looking beady black eyes that's staring at you and it's that look of like t- like, like like anger and like they're about to murder you and you know, while you're asleep and I remember I woke up to that and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening to me this is so scary 
I need to wake up. I can't. Dang it. And I fell back to sleep. And then I woke up. And then I remember I felt my body was still paralyzed, but I felt like I was slowly getting mobility in some of my uh, body parts. And I felt like if I just exercised those body parts a little bit more, I can finally wake up. And finally, I did adjust my body to wake up. But it was the most agonizing. Um, like I felt like, like an hour, but maybe it was like 10 minutes of me just trying to roll myself out of bed. Why does this happen to us? I have I have a couple more, but I'm just not going to share it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're almost done. That's why. Yeah. Maybe for another episode. Yeah. So um, to end on a high note somehow. <laughs> How? Hmm. Sleep with the lights on? No, you can't. Even with the nightlight, that won't help you. That will help you. No, it, it helps me. It didn't help me. It I had that me. dream. You had that dream? I told you the dream. When I, I was had. a kid, do you know this the swamp monster? Mm-mm. There's this green swamp monster, like, comic book character. Oh, uh, okay. That. The thing? Yeah, oh. like, when I was three years old, I would have this recurring swamp monster dream. And I would always wake up with the apartment complex being swamped out, like, it was flooded. And I was on a, like, jet ski, and the swamp monster was also on jet ski, on a purple jet ski. And it was chasing after me, and I was like running away but he was going so fast and then I woke up I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know why I kept having the dream literally I had that dream I feel like I had that dream every night at least for a month and I would without fail have the same exact dream like once a month twice a month until I was like 7 or 8 years old and I would have it once a year and then it went away I remember when I was in kindergarten, I would have nightmares every night. And every night I would wake up praying to Jesus, Jesus, save me. <laughs> save me. <laughs> I believe in you. Does your brother, did your brother get these nightmares? Uh, yeah, he, Not the same kinds, but he too also would wake up in the nightmares? middle of the night and pray to Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> I'm, I'm a sinner. Oh man, I can imagine like two twin brothers like getting up in the middle of the night in their bunk beds. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> did your sister... I don't remember hearing my sister share anything like that. But you and your brother, for sure? Mm. At least you guys had each other. No, it didn't help. We were in bunk beds. Yeah, I know. It felt like we were worlds apart, even though we're sleeping in bunk beds. Yeah. For me, because I was in my own room, I would have to walk across the hallway to wake anybody up. That was one of the, the, those are like the scariest part, like scariest things that I remember. It doesn't help because if the other brother is dead asleep, they might as well be dead. Yeah. Which is the scarier feeling. I feel you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because whatever you do, they don't wake up sometimes. And that moment where they have to wake up, but they don't. And then you feel you're like by yourself. I know what you're talking about. Sleepovers. It happens sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I wake up the next morning. It's like, dude, you wouldn't wake up. (laughs) (laughs) You left me hanging, man. (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. But okay, um, that's it for this week's episode of Zero Podcast. Um, go ahead and rate and review us five stars if you like us. Twitter. Tell us two lines of critical, critical, super critical judgment. And if we think your judgment is critical enough or funny enough, we will read it for you on air. On air, Daniel will read it. In, Do I have to? In an accent. I, what accent? I don't have any accents. Exactly. He's oh going to try God. to do an accent and read it. 
makes it even better. No, please. Yes. All right, that's it for this week. We will see you guys again. Not really see you guys, but you will you will hear us again <laughs> next week. <laughs> or the week after that, or maybe in a month, or maybe this is the last episode. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, cliffhanger now. You don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, that was one of the most heaviest scariest episodes we have recorded <laughs> hopefully we didn't traumatize too many of you guys hopefully we opened your eyes a little bit more to what's <laughs> out there or maybe you didn't want to hear it this is the reason why i don't watch horror movies because i scare myself there's other stories that i have that i experience like i'm a skeptic and i don't trust anything and i don't believe in it until i believe it or until i experience it or until i know and logically prove that it can or, you know, there's some things that just blind faith, you know, but in, in this, these kind of like sort of more supernatural things that can get you and get you going crazy, man, it's not, not a good, not the business, not the business. This, this should be, this should be the Halloween episode. <laughs> we don't celebrate Halloween. We don't celebrate Halloween. So this is our Halloween. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Zero Podcast. You can find more episodes like this one at thecreativechase.com. 